Welcome to Entrepreneurship Happens, where we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly in your entrepreneurial journey. Today, we'll be talking to Norika Jackson, a psychotherapist from the DMV that specializes in helping entrepreneurs facilitate the optimal mental health with themselves and their businesses. Also, please do not forget to like, subscribe, and share on all of our social media platforms. So without further ado, let's get into it. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business owner? Or is your target audience entrepreneurs or business owners? Then we definitely have a spot for you. Become an advertiser or an actual guest on our podcast. We are stepping forward and we'd love to have you a part of our team. Send an email to info at entrepreneurshiphappens.com and we'll get right back to you and get you all scheduled and on our list. See you then. All right. Well, we can go. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us this morning. Do us a favor and tell our listeners who you are and what do you do. My name is Narika Jackson. I'm a social worker, I'm licensed in DC. I'm a practicing clinician right now, so I'm doing therapy and I'm branching out into um, consulting. Awesome, 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 awesome. And side note, we go way back elementary, <laughs> middle, and first year high school. And so I moved back yeah. to Baltimore. So yes, yes, yes. We back. One of the oldest people that know me that's been on the podcast. So I love it. She's she's known and she knows me. <laughs> <laughs> So y'all still communicate? Yes, I'm sorry. And y'all still communicate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why is that so surprising for folks? Is that that's wild to me? There's so many people I still communicate with from way back. I mean, it's it's just like once you're in, you're in, right? right. (laughs) We're gonna reach out. We may lose contact, but you know when. You know, it's like alumni, friends, neighborhood, like mm-hmm. our neighborhood was heavily connected. So yeah. we change schools sometimes if you live in a neighborhood, like you're still in. So, right. you know, we, you know, are building and growing and watching each other. So, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to see her. Mm-hmm. happy to see what she's doing. So I'm glad to be a part. Yo, we, we will not be sharing yearbook photos in this, in this thing, okay? Oh, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> you gotta go to my Facebook for that. So You can't go nowhere for that. I'm so like, it, you know, it, I, you got to come to my basement. So that would be an in-person thing. Like, you have to come to the basement. I have to blow the dust off the thing and we get it out. <laughs> oh, it's too you funny. See that? too funny. Well, I'm definitely excited for your journey because that's one thing that I have to mention is that I've been um, helping you. She's she's also um, come to me for some um, consulting and definitely I'm excited to see where her journey is. So for those who don't know or don't remember, as a branding and graphic design, I help people with try to figuring out their brand and their direction and things of that nature. So I appreciate you on that front as well. Absolutely. I appreciate the classes for beginners like me, very novice. Like I'm, you know, I'm tech, but not tech tech. So I have to move into that space. So I appreciate the safe space for me to be, you know, ignorant about things and being able to ask questions and say, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. You speak in gibberish. Like what? Um, (laughs) And I get help and then I can try the things. And I have like, it hasn't been kind of sporadic, but I've been on Canva and you know, sort of trying out things and looking at my colors. So, and that's definitely inspired, you know, by Tammy. So I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Great. So tell us, how did you, when did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Has, was that always something that you dabbled in or how did you make that transition? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's funny because as a social worker, I think initially a lot of people go into it with the idea that they will have a private practice 
but I don't think that meaning that they work for themselves or that they, you know, um, own a group or something like that. Right. Um, and so I think it's just kind of there that you're moving towards that, but I don't ever remember anyone saying entrepreneur ever in that journey and like what that included. Um, And so then you get out here and you're doing therapy or you're doing whatever you're doing as a social worker um, and it's employers are employers. So I think some of us thought, oh, well, we're in the services, like our employers will will surely be empathetic and treat us social workers well. Not the case. (laughs) So so the blinders get pulled off. And so you do, um, I think over a career, at least over mine, I've, you know, been self-employed for years then gone back into the workforce, then been contracted for years um, and just moving away from a five-year contract. And so being self-employed, but being able to have the, um, the, the freedom to work when I want and take as many clients as I want and be able to take care of myself while I try to take care of others. Um, and so I tell people all the time, I'm in this for the longevity like I want to continue to be a social worker and a therapist as long as I can be. I don't want to burn out, or if I do, which I think I have experienced burnout, I want to be able to get through that and still serve in the, the way that I want to. So right. it was it was those two things, like be, like taking the blinders off and then realizing how much work needed to be done and that I needed to be in charge of it of how it got done. Right, right. I love it. So what do you love most about? doing this what do you love most about being an entrepreneur um me being able to do what i want to do you know me being able to take a break when i want to take a break me being able to spend six months in jamaica during the during covid and not have to ask anybody oh um, and carry on my work and you know watch the capital being climbed from another country Okay, right. I, <laughs> I mean, that's why you know that's part of the reason why. And like I say, you see so much and and people, right? I want people to be treated a certain way, um, and so I'm a I'm very I'm much, very much social. I think they would call a social justice warrior. That it that is me. So if people are being mistreated like that is absolutely not um, okay. Right. So um, me being able to have a voice in that and then me being able to, again, take care of myself by being able to carve my own path about how that happens. Awesome. Well, what do you find most challenging about becoming an entrepreneur? Um, That there isn't a formula or like a one step, (laughs) like the directory, right? Like the manual, right? Like how you do this. (laughs) So it's, it's, you know, that challenge of seeing your vision or like having ideas about what you want to see come to life um, mm-hmm. and the actual practical steps of getting it done and, you know, following that path, even though it's going to be hard, you're going to want to abandon it at times, but being able to, you know, um, have support in, in that part of the journey, because right. I think that's just part of it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. So, um, as far as being an entrepreneur, like, has it impacted your how your how your friends and family look at it, or have you or, or have you like looked at it saying, "Well, is that kind of crazy? Stick to what you know, what you know, and what you're used to," or is it cool with it? Like, girl, go out there and get that bag in a different area. We like <laughs> to pivot. We like to move. How did, how has that impacted your your journey? Um, well, historically in my family, I think I'm the wild card already. So I actually don't think a lot of my family know specifically what I do. I have changed jobs so often. They know I'm, they know I have a license or something. Like they know I do therapy. Like, <laughs> like they know, wow. okay. <laughs> they know I do mental health, right? Uh, some of them, I'll even say some of them. Um, mm-hmm. because still today when I do videos on my own page, people, I will get a couple messages like, girl, are you a therapist? um the last 20 years but yeah you know like (laughs) so where have you been they just you know they go along with it that's what I'm grateful for about my family is that they haven't really they question so it has looked weird some things I've done they're like 
girl, what's going on, right? But I think they trusted me to a degree. They're like, okay, I guess you know what you're doing. So I haven't gotten any like criticisms or like, you know, you're, you know, not doing things correctly because I've actually probably done everything that they tell a person not to do during their career journey. Mm-hmm. They tell you not to quit a job without having something lined up. I've done that multiple times. They tell you, hey, don't buy here, right? Yeah, they just tell you don't buy anything new and like quit your job. Well, I bought a new car and then a month later I got laid off. I mean, like, oh, okay. but I just paid that car off. So <laughs> it's the ability that was, you know, that was five years ago. I, I paid that car off. So, you know, it's me handling things, like looking at things with my eyes only and making the decisions and my family being like, okay, like, you know, and I guess if she needs help or like she doesn't have a plan, like she will reach out to us. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, that it's kind of been like that. So I haven't received like, you know, at least not to my face. Now what they saying behind my back. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) You're doing that shit again here? And that is not in my business. I'm like, talk on. Like, okay. But, you know, I only address stuff with my name on it. And I give that, you know, advice to my clients sometimes that when you're carrying the weight of what other, what you think other people might think, it's yeah, like, like, yeah. like that's you in the wrong lane. Yeah, like, that's not your business. What they think about you? If they want you to know it, they'll come and tell you. Right, and you can address it then. Right, <laughs> right. That's cool. So, what do you wish you knew that you know now when you first started the journey? Um, that that. It, you know, it is going to look weird to people like that, <laughs> that it's not going to be like what makes sense to you, you know, might look really insane to someone, you know, like their definition of insanity, like it looks maybe off or like you want to do something or, and you mm-hmm. might be right. But it, again, that could be part of your journey. Right. Um, and that it's okay to have that. And it's okay for people to not understand or, you know, not totally get the space that you might be in. Right. Mm-hmm. and just allowing myself not charging myself for it so right. it's like no if I knew that ahead of time like I may would have prepared a little more because it can sting when you you know want support from a certain area and you don't get it okay, okay. so just starting this journey um what's the worst thing that has happened how did you bounce back and what did you learn from that that, that, that experience I don't know if the worst thing that can happen has happened. It's been stuff that hasn't been pleasant, but <laughs> I don't think it's the worst thing. My mind can make it the worst thing, but okay. I've learned to challenge that. <laughs> what I think okay. is the worst thing. Um, and so I, I just try to check. I use a lot of humor. So I try to, you know, change those things that I think are negative, like into something that's like, girl, you know, like laughing myself or say, we well, know that, you know, I do use some of my own therapeutic techniques on myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You take your own medicine. Yeah. I do. I, do. I mean, I really, I, I do. I, I try to walk the talk. Like as much as mm-hmm. I tell my clients about things, like I challenge myself to say, yes, you know, those things are healthy. Like you don't do them either. Like challenge them, you know, challenge yourself to, do the stuff that you're telling, you know, your clients that you know is healthy and that can help get them on the right track. Yep. Right, right. I love it. What about the best thing that's happened so far? Um, oh, um, probably two things. Um, the amount of support I received from my clients while I was traveling away. Mm-hmm. Um, just the like, I'm so proud of you, Miss Jackson. Narika, oh my God, girl, you doing it. I love it. I, you know, they they shower me with so much love and so much support with that. I, I was blown away. I, I appreciated them so much. And that's one of the personal, th- kind of personal things that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of come along with therapists and, you know, doing long-term mm-hmm. work with people is that you see each other. So right. it's like, as much as I encourage them, like, uh, you know, most of them are returning that as well. They're telling me, you know, to take care of myself. I, you know, kind of hurt my back a little bit this week. And one of my, I, you know, had to cancel a, a, a session. And my client's like, oh my God, like, take care of yourself. Like, I'll see you next week. Like, definitely rest. Like, you know, so we mm-hmm. we are, I'm, I'm humanized in that way. And I hope that that's the humanity I give in return. That like, you're going to miss some sessions and I'm not going to charge you a cancellation every time. Right. right. Like, you're going to get 
thick. Your job is going to call you in. Like you're going to be, you know, like, and that's the kind of, you know, service provider I want to be. So there, there's limits to that, of course. But, you know, for the casual, uh, you know, I can't make it. Or I'm not right. feeling well. Somebody was willing to show up and tell me he had COVID. Mm. you don't go to bed (laughs) (laughs) i will see you next week like i've told my clients like i'm gonna eat eat. they're worried about it like if i don't show up she now get paid i make provision right so i have to sometimes reassure them that do not force yourself to come here if you're not feeling well if you're not you know Right. Yes, right. that that is we're based on a medical model, but again, I think our profession teaches us that we're going to be compassionate in that way where other professions might not be. Right, your right. doctor might very well charge you that thirty five dollars or whatever the thing is if you have to cancel. Right, and, you mm-hmm. know, you just have to pay it. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Shoot, my daughter got dismissed from a, a dental practice, a, a pediatric dental practice, but I'm like. You work with kids, you know everything ain't gonna work out, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. those that are flexible now. Now her new practice that she goes to, I could call them up the day of and say she has a migraine. Oh no problem. They don't miss you no charging or nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, that's, and that's unfortunately, the first practice was by a, a sister and brother you know, uh, an actual husband-wife couple, and I was just like, they were Black, and I was like, you know, it, it's sad that I had to leave there, but you know, they didn't have any compassion with that, you know, mm-hmm. my daughter has migraines, my daughter also has special needs, and sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes she just wasn't feeling it, and I'd rather mm-hmm. not subject you to that, you know? right. <laughs> so, but they, they let us go, so yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, that was the, you know, so the support getting back from my clients that knew, you know, I was traveling, knew that I stayed as long as I did. That was like not planned, by the way. I planned for two months and then it was six. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but they were, you know, they were loving that I did that. And that's, you know, helped me to add that to, you know, consulting because I've since then, you know, consulted with some uh, clinicians and just other people who want to travel ab- abroad and maybe work from a different place for a while so mm-hmm. I'm happy to be you know mm-hmm. that's the part that's like really exciting and fulfilling for me now is like adding that to my you know therapy um services yeah. great okay okay so without punitive litigation <laughs> <laughs> give us a crazy give us a good crazy or with a little tea, a little spice, a little something <laughs> that you done had with a client. What you mean? Look, that's so broad and wide open. <laughs> what's the craziest you've had to deal yeah, with? What's the craziest since you come in the I'm like, which job? I'm like, you talking about therapy? <laughs> you talking about CPS? Like, you talking hey. about, like, I got stories. That's like, oh. People have said it like, girl, you should hey. write a book. Like, you should be, hey. so, I'm like, yeah. I know she I'll put them to, to the some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, any of them that you encounter yeah. on your journey that's mm. like, what? <laughs> yeah. It'd okay. probably be CPS, though. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, right? And um, <laughs> I don't know why this one specifically popped in my mind. Um, So just briefly, so it was a it was one of those cases that is not in War 7 or 8, right? If you can imagine with DC CPS, right? Most of our cases were concentrated in 7 and 8. Not so this time. We're we're talking upper, upper, right? So mm-hmm. the school called about a child who they thought was just a little more parentified than would be for that age. So mm-hmm. meaning there was rarely a parent a- available for school things like meetings, conferences, you know, anything about the child. But mm-hmm. permission slips would get signed, like everything else would be, you know, kind of mm-hmm. on track. The, the cool. child is at school on time, dressed right, you know, everything. Um, right. Well, I, I can't remember sort of what was tipping things. It was that, but also some things that the child had mentioned. So I think it got tipped off by the death of a family pet. So the the family dog died and the child is, you know, mentioning this to people at school. And they mentioned something about the dog, the, the dying dog being placed with the rest of the dogs of that family. And something about the father, something about how her 
father interred this animal or what the, he was doing with this animal. Okay, I think that's what ignited the call because we were like, okay, we don't know what's going on. The school was like, we don't know what's going on here. So come to find out that the father had a severe alcohol problem, that mm-hmm. the child was in fact like the person taking care of everything. Like she was paying the bills in the house. She was, um, at first she was getting the father to sign off himself, but he had become so, you know, withdrawing. Like he had tremors, like, you know, so his signature became illegible. So she learned it, right? So now she signed his name. She's paying the bills in the house. She is dealing with the service people that come to the house for any type of service um, call right? That needs to be done with the home. So she's managing the whole home. I think this girl's like 11. She's doing it. She's doing it. They So they try to get the father. So they're like, you know, dad, you need to come in now. Like, you know, we need to see you. Like, what's going on? Like, this child's doing too much. Like, you know, where's her supervision? You know, how is she able to do all this stuff? So they go to the house. They eventually need to get the police because he won't let anyone in. The police go in. They come, they find out that he has been, as the dogs in the dog family are passing away, he's keeping them somewhere stored in the home um, in a freezer because he wants to bury them all together somewhere. Mm. So we're like, no. <laughs> so mm. that child had to come out. Thankfully, that was the only child. So it's been cases where there's been multiple children and just like circumstances that you're in your mind you're just like I don't know how that you know you can't put it together and it's advised that you don't right it's <laughs> I don't yeah. realize you know we weren't I was like you know I it's not going to make sense right it only made sense to that guy and that family and like why you would do that and have this young child with him and he is you know falling out drunk in front of her but she's never called in the ambulance because you know the ambulance comes they'll think it's you know they'll know it's something wrong Right, so she's just kind of like nursing him in the home where he gets into his stupors or he's falling, stumbling around the home drunk. She's taking care of him. So they had to call other relatives. Like they they had to fly in from other places. And it was just like this whole, you know, thing. And then the man, I think they left the man alone. They're like, this your house. Like you can stay in here drunk, but the child couldn't, you know, stay there. Um, but it was the dog part that it was just like, oh God. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, where was this? This kid like was she participating in that like it was very weird wow. <laughs> but she knew about it it was the fact that like she had been able to sustain for a while and was nobody like saying anything yeah like nobody said nobody questioned it nobody questioned like you know her stopping at the coffee shop because she always had money too so it was like where you get this money from so it's like obviously it's a source somewhere but no physical adult is coming so it's like with yeah, dog and she had them the money to pay the bills and stuff too. So she had access to something. Yeah, she was stopping at a bagel shop every morning for breakfast. This wasn't like your cereal kid. Wow. Like, no, she was getting up, getting dressed, stopping at the coffee shop, getting a hot chocolate and a bagel every morning before school. Yeah, we'll be reading about her in Fortune 500 in a couple of years. <laughs> Probably, Definitely. you know, if not already. That was a while ago. So I'm like, right? that's crazy. So. It was like, and she, you know, that was just one. It's like so many. So we are seven to eight. There's just a lot that people, you know, that the system perpetuates. And so even in CPS, I had the opportunity to, you know, say no to the system of sort of gobbling up children, um, you know, for no reason and just sort of throwing them into a broken system. I I was a social worker who tried to work with parents. So I didn't crucify you if you didn't, you know, have everything yeah. or if everything wasn't pristine in your home. We just want to have a conversation. And that worked. You know, I couldn't understand social workers who wanted to, you know, power trip on people, come down on them. I'm just there to make sure the kids uh, stay safe and that they have the basics. I'm not your judge. So it's like, and I think a lot of parents appreciated that coming out right. I didn't come to criticize and crucify you. I came to tell you that there could be a problem. We're going to talk about it and we're going to come up with a plan and I'm going to give you time to do it. So I'm not going to walk out of here with your kids if I don't need to. First of all, that's a lot of work for me, so we can work it out. Let's do that. So, <laughs> all of that paperwork. Child, pa- pals. I'm like, that's the only thing that used to make me mad with the parents. Like, you think I came here to take how many, four, five, six? That's sets of paperwork for each. I can't just put everybody's name on one sheet of paper. Okay, so that's a file. So each child is a file if you think about it. So if you think I came here to make up something or to trump something up so that I can walk away with them, 
you're mistaken and I'm offended. So if anything, I'll spend extra time here and give you more resources to make sure you keep them. <laughs> I'm not taking them nowhere. You're going to get it together. <laughs> so, but but it worked, you know, for almost five years. Like, I rarely had parents who were like over the top of like, they, I'm just pointing out the problem and most of them could have, they had some admittance about it. They're like, okay. I could do, I probably could do a little better. And that's, that's all I need. You have kids here and you want to keep yeah. them here, show some effort or that you would like to, you know, continue your parenting. If I see that, I'll work with it. Give me anything. Yeah. The workers that would look for a pristine home, it's like, do you realize kids live here? That's not going <laughs> to happen. Take I us to see- your home. No, take us to your home first, right? Because if you come in my office right now and I had kids, you would take them. So I cannot come to your house and tell you that because you got distance in the the sink that you a bad parent. You know what I'm saying? There's something wrong with your parent. You live in your house. So like, I appreciate that not only my social work training, my schooling, but that Child Protective Services in D.C. provided us with that training to help us not be biased against people, mm-hmm. to help us not bring our standards and expectations to people who are already, you know, under, you know, almost it's not really making good. it, right? Well, so they taught us, they said, what's, what's deplorable? I remember, I'll always remember that example. What's deplorable? So deplorable is like unlivable conditions. So they said, well, what would represent that? Exactly. Somebody raised their hand and said, that's what I just said, dishes in the sink. And the trainer said, do you have dishes in your sink? <laughs> but it was like, yeah, that person thought, okay, if I walk in the home and I see dishes in the sink, like that's a mark, you know, against the person. Know. And it's like, no, that's a living, that, those are living quarters. Right. right? Like if you eat, like to me, dishes in the sink well that gives me a clue that there's food somebody eating something right that's a plus right right so then there's food here so like dishes in the sink ain't necessarily a bad thing right. now dishes in the sink is bringing rodents mm. now we're going to talk about how right. often maybe you need to clean dishes right 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 <laughs> it's crusted over right up to the sink you know like okay yeah. we need some cleanup even then, the government had resources. I send a cleaner there. Like, if it's to that point where it's going to overwhelm you and, like, you don't have it's going to cost you money to get supplies, I send the cleaner. I'm not taking your kids because something's not clean. Like, we're going to get it clean, and then we're going to try to maintain it. So so, so, I, so if, if I did something, like, intentional, I could get, like, some help. <laughs> like, if I didn't want to clean my house. If you intentionally didn't clean your house? Yeah, I'd be like, you know, I'm tired. I don't even feel like cleaning my house. You talking about trying to get some benefits where y'all send a cleaner? Yeah, for, for free, right? Well, you might have. Well, see, you then you have to go for an evaluation because that oh, might lead to some depression. That you know, there's no. Okay, so see, we're not that far yet. It's see, that's how. Thing. See, that's how. That's how you weed out people who not serious because there is a way. That's not like we telling me. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. That's depression. Depression will tell you that. Don't clean mm-hmm. nothing. Like you don't even see. You start to not see things. That's how we get mm-hmm. orders. So I'm like, that's you know that could be linked to mental health. So that could enact that. Okay, well they're doing this evaluation. Maybe they have something. Yeah, we're gonna send a cleaner once a month or send someone to check on them, or they need a case manager to see. You know, try to help them keep things tidy. Because again, you can be messy, but it can't like again cause safety issues in the environment so you right. can have you know rodents and things and infestation problems mm-hmm. like those are reasons mm-hmm. for you to take kids you can stay but the right. kids can't right. so it's like you mm-hmm. you, you, you want <laughs> wow that's messed up okay yeah I, when i was kids, I don't, yeah if you an adult baby stay like <laughs> wow <laughs> I had one teenager child. He, I, it was a whole family. They were, oh my gosh, this was a family that I, you know, I'll make this quick, but this is a family that I was trying to get the court to intervene mm-hmm. because they were slippery past the laws of how, of, you know, if I could remove these kids because they were teenagers and they mm-hmm. had been in the system for about 10 years because of substance abuse with the parents. 
And then the parents got clean, or the parent got clean and took them all back as they were teenagers. And so now she can't manage them. Well, then they didn't have water at the house. The uh, the water bill, I never seen a water bill this high. I was like, wouldn't y'all do just turn the water on and like leave? <laughs> like leave the house? You know what I'm saying? Like leave right. running. Like, I had never seen a water bill in the thousands. The government mm. paid it. in the meantime before they could turn the water back on i had to house them i had to put them in a hotel that was fine i mean that was free for them the the boy that just turned 18 he didn't want to come he's 18 he didn't you know he's like "Mm, you know i'm like okay and my you know how i think the rest of the family saw it was like hey we get free couple nights and a nice hotel because our house is nice and so Everyone else is cooperative. He mm-hmm. comes out like he's getting in the car and then he runs off. And I just stood there because I was thinking, I know he doesn't think I'm going to chase him. Like, <laughs> I get in the car and I leave, right? I get in the car and I leave. I take who's coming. When I get to the hotel, I told the mom, I said, you know, he's free to come stay here because he did come eventually, right? Well, but I did. thought, wow, that was really silly. But in my mm-hmm. head, I was thinking, bruh, I know you smell. And if you want to run around DC Street, smell like that, like, have all you want. You're 18. <laughs> DC said you can do it. So it's like, go on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't press you out. Like, I offered, like, the rest of the family or the other minors, they're cool with it. They were like 15, 16. They weren't trying to run off or anything. Again, it was a nice hotel. Like, they didn't put you in no trash spot. I can say that. Yeah. So, like, and it was all free. In fact, I had to call up there because, you know, they went wild with the free stuff on it. I would tell y'all to order all the, the free, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, okay. I had a call. I was like, look, you can stop. And I told the hotel, I said, disable that. I was like, we're not paying for all that. We're paying for the beds and, you know, right. <laughs> the yeah. roof. That's it. That's it. Like, we're not paying for the vacation. Right. Yeah. They, they took it as a little mini vacation. Oh, they, they <laughs> they food and everything. I'm like, go on. Showering for everyone. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I need them kind of benefits. See, that's crazy. That is crazy. Go stay, you know, go stay in some of the places that I saw. And I think you'll be like, you know what? I can, I I mean, I can do a little something else. Because <laughs> again, your I, level I, of bad, like you, your mind will tell you your level of bad, like, oh, this is horrible. Right. But I've seen some horrible places. That are right. so I'm like, right. if I start telling you about that, you might be like, you know what? I'm not going to so with my situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us what motivates you. What keeps you motivated? Um, the changes I see in people. So I'm honest that you know I've had my ups and downs with social work. Like I've quit a million times. Like I've changed careers a million times, and usually around the time when I'm getting a little frustrated with you know what I'm doing or what I'm seeing a person or something will happen with a client or an old client will come back and it's like it reignites me again because I'm like okay like this person wants to change and if it's a return client it's really special because they're like oh it's been two years like and they you know when they want to help they came back to me you know instead of just finding someone new um so I'm like that that's special so it's like it starts to you know, kind of reignite that flame because it does get low. And there's times when I'm like, I don't want to talk. And it's like, I do that in my personal life so that, you know, sometimes that can be problematic. But I kind of sometimes explain to people that like, I do, I talk all day, right? Like (laughs) multiple times a day. So then Mm -hmm. when I'm not with clients, I'm typically Mm -hmm. reading, you know, watching TV, like, you know, I will chat with friends and, you know, we do spend time on the phone and stuff like that. But most of the other times I'm dreaming about traveling or, you know, coming up with plans, but I'm not talking. Like I'm listening to music, reading, doing something that doesn't use my voice. Um, So it can be, it can be challenging sometimes when I do really want to chat it up, but it's like, my voice is like, girl. (laughs) <laughs> no. like, not only that you out of words like you you know words aren't even coming right <laughs> like right. they need to like and you've been talking all day so yeah so sometimes mm. it can be limited you know what now i'm glad you mentioned that um listen to the music what's on your playlist uh i think a little bit of everything i feel like most recently i've been back 
in the music era of like the the 2010 2012 like I listened to um what is that song all go everything uh a Trinidad James oh man okay um um uh, what's the, the future um magic why not magic like things anything okay. with like a good beat you know to it. okay <laughs> I like it. Like I listen to um, Gucci Lemonade. Like I've been listening to oh, yeah. Lemonade. Like <laughs> the, the, the trap house and strip club music. Okay. Hey, yes. Okay. Yes. That is how I, oh, I rock man. out. I was teasing someone when I was going into an office in Southeast. I um on Suitland Parkway, you know, the stretch of road, and it's like that, like traffic. That's another reason why I came became an entrepreneur. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not doing traffic. <laughs> And then I was doing the Metro and then the Metro board. And I'm like, okay, I'm not doing either. Like I'm staying at home. Um, so, <laughs> but it's like getting closer to work at points in time was starting to give me like, you know, you know, mm-hmm. anxious about it. I'm starting to like it probably. And that's how I would kind of get myself. I would animate myself. So I would tease people and be like, yeah, you know, if this, if you're feeling down, you're starting to feel anxious, like use a song that maybe you wouldn't normally listen to or like I'm like Cardi B and like the lyrics are like you know pop your pee while you drive like so I'm in the car like "Eh." you know so I'm like at work and you know I'll let the whatever's playing play out and then I you know get myself together and go on it but I'm like yeah traffic can be hectic like people are wild like so like do something you know I tell people do something that just lift it up or, you know, helps you feel funny and a little lighter. Right, right, right. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so what do you consider successful for an entrepreneur? And at this point in time, do you consider yourself a success? I think you're successful if you tried it. And at this point in time, I'm successful. I've tried it and tried again and I'm trying it now. And I'm I'm successful in in that I'm willing to jump in. I'm I'm successful in that nobody else can tell me I'm not successful. Right. right. So I don't care. Like my TikTok, I, I tease. I'm like, it's only two of us. Like it's you know, but you know, like maybe four or something. You know, that I'm following. I don't. I don't even look at that number. Right. 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 <laughs> like, but I see that that can drive people and drive their content and drive you know mm-hmm. things of, that they put out. That's not me. I don't post every day. I said that's right. why it's mistress of mental health at on TikTok. I'm mistress because I ain't with it all the time. Like I, I'm, I come when called sometimes. Right? Somebody right. says, "Hey, right. can you do a video about?" And I do that. Right? Mm-hmm. So sorry. Mm-hmm. And I do that. So I, you know, I need to still figure out what it is for me. So mm-hmm. is it something I want to do, pop in and do every day, once a week? You know, or do I want YouTube to be my main thing. I'm talking about traveling on YouTube and just talking about some of the places I've been and my future travels of snowboarding, getting away from the winter, the DMV winter. Um, right. Again, because that was just good for my soul. So I'm like, that's definitely my my lifestyle. I'm definitely a beach girl. Even at home in the DMV, I'm finding out I'm not a city girl. Like maybe in my 20th, I was a city girl. I'm now like country. I got this thing about horses. I don't know why, but at some point, like, I don't I know why go be with some horses and go, you know, tr- the, to learn how to take care of them. I don't know why they're in my mind, but I'm like, yeah, I want some space and some quietness and some land and no You gotta stay off the Lifetime channel. I, the, <laughs> you, what you say? Start a Lifetime channel? You no. Stay off the lifetime channel. Oh, I don't watch Lifetime? What's on, what's on Lifetime? That's all what's I see. That stuff like that. I don't, I don't, yeah. There's nothing in the media that I'm just like, what? let me go look what at like. I even got rid of Netflix. I'm like, I don't care about that. Ooh, I'm reading a book. I have any subscriptions. I'm reading a book. <laughs> I'm zero. I'm so zero stress. I'm like, that's why I look weird to my folks because I'll. It looks like I don't have no money, but then when I want to break out and do something, like I'll call a chauffeur in a private car and take and they take me. And they're like, girl, like, what you doing? I'm not because the rest of the time I'm doing nothing. Like I'm doing the work I want to do. And then I, the rest is just me. And sometimes I just want to be to myself <laughs> and do what I want to do. And, you know, watch what I want to watch or walk outside or, 
you know, do something on a whim. That's kind of my thing now. Like everything's been so structured and like the pandemic overturned a lot of things. So right. I'm kind of enjoying the randomness of some of the thoughts I have. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, go to that or go have breakfast, you know, or go to Outback right. for lunch or something. Just take so, a helicopter uh, to New York, eat breakfast, right? Yeah. The train, <laughs> like, this is part of what my YouTube channel will be about. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to be a millionaire. You can get places. You gotta have have to have a desire to go. Like you have to have a desire to to be at that place or go to Mm -hmm. see that thing. There's Mm -hmm. a way. There's a way. So and there's a lot of people that support, especially for people that look like us. We need breaks. We do. World is stressful every day. I have to tell people every day you walk outside, you protesting. That's hard work. Right. Every day you show up, somebody don't want you to be there. Yeah. People, people, and I it's it's sad I have to break some of my clients' hearts when they, you know, come and talk about their jobs because I have to tell them, no, girl, they don't like you. They don't like you for real. Mm-hmm. It's not a they're they're not having it. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> they think it's them. I'm like, no, they're doing that because they don't want you there. They mm-hmm. don't think you're supposed mm-hmm. to be there. And sometimes they feel that revelation itself changes the game for them. They're like, okay, like I can look at this differently yeah. and have these people, you know, yeah. know that these people are looking at me the way they're yeah. looking at me, yeah. unsugarcoated. I'm like, no, nah, girl, yeah. they don't like you. Mm-mm. They don't like you wear your hair like that, but you, I need you to wear it like that anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In fact, I need you to turn it up. That's why I didn't mm-hmm. take off the bonnet. Like my hair is fine, but I wore the bonnet because it don't matter. Right. Okay. <laughs> Look at, he's a what fool. I put on my head, it don't matter. Right. Like my head, my hair is done under there. The point is, it's not for you, right? I didn't do it for you. I didn't do it because when I come outside, you know, people gonna be looking at me. It doesn't matter. It's for me. So, and I can decide if you get to see it or not. Now at work, my hair is my hair. You could compliment it, and that's about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get into how I do it. You're not going to get into who does it. You're not going to get into like, right, you get a one option. Say you use a compliment and then you shut the hell up, right? And that's it. <laughs> you can say you love it. You can say oh, who that's God. different. Like, you can say any of that and then you can stop. Don't ask me how I get it that way. Don't oh, ask yeah. me who I'm going to. Don't ask me, don't ask me the products I use. That's none of your business. Okay. Leave it alone. Wow. <laughs> okay. So wow. it's like if Sandy okay. was going to an office, I would need Sammy to fully show up just like her locks hmm. are now. Flowing like however she wants them. <laughs> and all you can say to Sammy is, Oh, Sammy, I love your look. Yeah. And Sammy was like, Thank you. <laughs> you are not to get into how you get it like that. Or what are you doing? <laughs> Please be an entrepreneur. Please. <laughs> I have, as you can see I have to I just had this discussion with my best friend yeah. she's in yeah. the government you know she's taking that track I said see this is why I can't because she was talking about up the upper level I said I went to the C-suite that's not. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not in the C-suite they hated my ass in the C-suite because right. I don't care what y'all think y'all talking shit and I'm not going to sit here and listen to it I dismissed myself from the board meeting I said Ms. Jackson where you going oh I think my part was done and since I have other things to do I'm going to go ahead and leave y'all to it I love it. I love I'm it. I'm not going to sit here and jaw jack and kiss your ass and blow, blow smoke up it and all that. It's not happening. I'm here about the work and I'm here about the business. I am here for the money. Quiet is kept. So social workers not being in it for the money is a lie. Okay? Correct anybody that says, oh, don't you do it for you because you want to help people? No. I do it because I want to get paid <laughs> to help people. Wow. No, I do it because I get paid. I like helping people. And because you can get paid for it, that's why I do it. It's a skill that I have. It's something I'm not for everybody. So I'm not everybody's therapist. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a fact. Because some don't know. They think they come in and they're going to get a certain thing and they don't. I'm going to get to the point therapist. So if you want to kind of, I don't mind if you stay for years. (laughs) <laughs> and in fact, my clients right now, they, they are long, long-term clients. I, I'm probably going to have to terminate with them. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. And I have return clients. So it's like, I'm always full. 
but they come because of that. Like I'm mm-hmm. gonna, we're gonna share. I'm not gonna tell you about your life, but I'm gonna share things about development and human person, you know, and personality and trauma and right. systems that affect how you think about yourself in everyday life because it's problematic. You know, things outside of us have been problematic. It's problematic for us rising, right? Mm-hmm. When we talked about success. People don't think they're successful unless they have a million dollars. That's not true. Right. Right, right, exactly. So we have to combat that lie and tell people, yeah, like you get at any level, but if you decided to go out on your own, success. Because there are a lot of people who are stuck right there. And there's some people who are millionaires that still don't feel like they're success. So when are you ever going to feel that way? So you got to stop and feel that way from the beginning and i say if it's someone else who's establishing that for you so if you feel like you're climbing to no no end and you don't make the line well who makes it because let's just go ask them to tell us right (laughs) (laughs) what's the marker so we know that what we're doing we're heading in the right direction when we can't come up with that answer then we have to question, okay, can we draw the line? Can we say mm-hmm. when I hit here or when I've done these things, I'm successful? Like I did what I came to do. Right, right, right. right. I and think always, when that unchecked, just, you know, it can become a problem. Well, and I always feel like when we set money as the, the goal, it can here today, gone tomorrow. It can anything can happen. You could lose it so automatically. You're gonna feel like a failure. You just felt like a, a, a success, and now you're gonna feel like a failure because you ain't got it anymore. So right. I wouldn't even put my my level of success based on money. Right, right. I think it's more about your experience with money when you have it and don't have it, because you're gonna have it and not have it. So it's like, how do you handle not having it? And I tell people, if you think you're not, you wouldn't do well in that situation, test it out when you don't need it, right? So when you are, when you do have money, like challenge yourself, like, you're like, oh, you don't have Netflix. Like, yeah, challenge yourself to like cut yourself down to the basics, mm-hmm. you know, to see like, do, do I really need all this stuff, right? Like, is this stuff I use? Does it have you, you know, I'm a big utility person. Like you need to be able to do like a couple of things, it's rarely things that I have in my life that just serve one purpose. So it's like, you know, everything that I have or that I pay for that I spend time on because that's, you know, resources too that you need. Do I need it? You know, is it advancing me? Is it, does it make me feel good or do I feel burdened by it? And that's part of what some of the things we do in therapy when we're trying to reduce stress. Where are you spending your time? What are you spending it on? Has that changed? The pandemic changed everything. So I tell people, some people are struggling because they're just trying to maintain what was before the pandemic. And I'm like, let it go. You can let it go now. Everybody everybody needs that. That's why I feel like you have 20-somethings and like 40-somethings like doing the same thing. It's like they're here, but they want to be here. And I'm like, uh-uh, y'all just might as well get along. Get there. Right. And help each other out, right? <laughs> because right. Some people are like, you know, resetting things and doing things. They feel brand new about things or they feel differently and they're, you know, wanting to see what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And it's at a time when, you know, other people are just beginning that journey and this is what they have to work with, right? So right. it's like, we're all working with the same things. But right. yeah, we're different ages and different generations, right? And we're all trying to figure out how to handle it. Nobody right. saw that coming. That's my perspective. I'm like, nobody saw that coming. <laughs> so like, however you did, during it, you made it. Right, right, you right. Drink and smoke every day. You made it. <laughs> you came through it. You came through. It got you through. That's not like now. You come to me, we can start reducing it because you know we did get some addicts and some people that drink a little too much out of that. But I'm like, you know, you can you can change from that. But I'm like, yeah. However, you tried to cope and whatever you had available during that time, like it was a mess. So it's like whatever. However, you did it, it's fine. Like get you know give yourself the credit and try to move forward love it love it you have given us some crazy stories a lot of insight that's especially into like mental health and everything but what's one final piece of advice that you would give a new entrepreneur thinking about starting this journey um 
get yourself a notebook, write down your ideas and then execute them. Even if it's just one one step at a time, something simple as sending an email to someplace or something or mm-hmm. researching, you know, what email platform you want to use. Mm-hmm. Write and execute. Like write and, you know, uh, to educate yourself any type of way. I'm a fan of the library. It's free. Like get near a library, go mm-hmm. look up everything. Right, right, right. Everything. We right. got to bring libraries back, y'all. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> they are still a good resource i'm like yeah so you don't have to buy these books get all the you know no. stuff like educate yourself and yeah, do one it. thing at a time shut the noise out turn your filter on high like shut you know just mm-hmm. do one thing at a time i love it i love it so how can um people follow you and find you right now on social media i know you said you're working on the website and everything so how can they find you if they want to follow you Sure. So I'm at Mistress of Mental Health, and that's on TikTok. And so you can come along. There's some videos there. I try to keep them short, like just pieces of advice about stress management. Sometimes about relationships. You know, we, I'm not a couples therapist. So I always have that disclaimer. I only couples and relationships. I have, and I don't. Um, so, but <laughs> stress. You know, just stress related to anything. Sure um you know I'll give some tips and I try again I try to use humor and try to keep it light but you know urging people to pay attention to their mental health so I think one of my most recent ones was acknowledging that a lot of us don't acknowledge our mental health until the weekend so we'll be anxious depressed crazy all week and then on Saturday and Sunday like we go get our nails done and go to the spa and we think that that's taking care of our mental health um and it isn't it's something so I'm like yeah do that but also think about how you do that throughout the week and how you are checking in daily right so just like you know I say like you don't reward your car with an oil change after (laughs) it's taken you know like after you run it to the front like you do that as part of maintenance Right. right to keep everything else running so it's like you know you are the thing that needs the the maintenance the oil like you need the plan you can't save it right like if you save it you run the risk of things locking up like in a lot of different ways right Mm. (laughs) like physically mentally emotionally if you don't have a plan to maintain yourself so you know taking breaks using your Somebody else had mentioned that how that's not, and they said the same thing. That's not self care. We love to say it's self care, but that's not at its essence. Getting your nails done, getting your hair done, is not self care. Even not not even running a bath and and having candles. That's not really self care. It's something that you should do for yourself, but at the essence is like if you're not doing the internal work, it's like you just putting, you know, like say you just dressing it up. You know what I'm saying? You still need to do the internal work. So yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like all those things contribute to, you know, lowering your stress and, you know, helping you to feel good um, inside and out. But, you know, what do you do all week? Like you don't get to go to the spot all week. So like, what do you do with the negative thoughts? So what do you do with the conflict that you have at work or, you know, the anxiety you get dealing with certain people? That's what we need to deal with, right? Because that's the thing that is likely driving you out of a job, you know, likely helping your mental health to decline. Um, you're not feeling like, you know, you're moving forward or doing things that are healthy. And so, you know, you have to take a look at what that looks like on a daily basis. And that might mean, just for example, just to give people an idea, that might mean not thinking about anything that has to do with your job when you aren't there. And that's a challenge, because mm-hmm. something as simple as checking the email or even thinking about it, you already clocked in. Right. So think about that. Right. Do I want to clock in before it's time and I'm not getting paid for this? Right. So when that thought about work or from work comes in, kick it out. I'm not at work. I'll think even, about that. Like, even as an entrepreneur, I had to set a specific time. I wouldn't check emails. Like my day doesn't start till 10 o'clock. I had to set that boundary because you're right. We, as an entrepreneur, since you don't have a boss telling you anything, the minute I pick up my mm-hmm. phone, say at six o'clock in the morning, I could be reading emails. No, I had to stop that. I had to create that boundary. So you're right. Absolutely. 
absolutely. I get up, I have my coffee, uh, you know, piddle around. Like I have, you know, time built into my schedule to do nothing. So if I wanted to spin around in circles for 20 minutes, it's on the schedule. <laughs> I love it. Wow. You can put anything wow. you want. Wow. You can, you, can put, you can put anything you want on your schedule. Like, time is yours. Like, take control right. of it. Right. If you want to stay in the space for 10 minutes every day, put it on the schedule and do it. Who's going to tell you you can't do that? Mm-hmm. If that brings you some peace of mind, like, why mm-hmm. can't you afford yourself that? If I want to lay, you know, I could do yoga, I could do anything. So I just use those examples again humor to show you, like, it's limitless. Right. Nobody can judge what you choose to do, right? Again, it's about helping you feel like you're not stressed all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, helping you feel like you have time, right? Some of us like we're running out of time, running out of time. I'm like, but if you run out, you just run out. Like, and, you can't. And I mean, like in in terms of like us moving on or dying, it's like, but if you don't get it done, like if you die, it's just not done. Right, right. Like the, the living people will figure it out. So it's like, don't burden yourself with what you think will be left undone. Do what you can. Right, right. do it. Take it if you need to take it slowly. Sometimes we're having to tear down what we think about things so that we, mm-hmm. they can be manageable. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so start the YouTube. Like I'm gonna start with two followers. I think I'm the only one following right now. I, if I'm if I'm the only one, it's only like those are my videos about my travel journeys and all the crazy stuff that I went through in Jamaica for six Everybody months. Everybody got started zero. You got to start somewhere, right? So right. it's like, <laughs> but I know a lot of people are trapped there. I just yeah. like I have to be, you know. You're right. getting these this background. These are pictures I painted at a painting sit where there was no alcohol. <laughs> it was my first painting. Well, it's definitely been a pleasure. And like Hester Troy said, you definitely dropped a lot of information. And for me personally, I can't wait to see where you go in this journey. Um, Once you have the website up and everything, definitely let us know so we can plug it into this episode. Yes. Um, So also my email is njackson at missjacksondc.com. So anyone is able to send me an email to ask me about the consultations or if they're in Washington, D.C. to talk about, you know, ask about therapy or, you know, if they're needing mental health services, I'm happy to refer them to a practice or to, you know, um, help them get a clinician that they can work with. So definitely reach out to me there. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again so much, Narika. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me. I enjoyed myself. And, you know, Troy, where you at? Where your picture? Really? (laughs) No, he's here. Okay, he popped in. Okay. It was great hanging out. I hope to, you know, do a follow-up at some point and just come back and hang out with you guys. Again, I love the podcast. I'll be tuning into the other episodes. Um, and let's keep going. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank and, and, and you. And get a new follower. So we got three. And what? <laughs> I'm going to be your new follower. So you got three now. Okay, yeah. Come on over. You know, send me a note. I'm going to respond to your comments specifically with a video. Like, that's how I'll grow my channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better one-on-one. That's how, yeah, that's the mind, you know, twist I give myself. Like, yeah, it's just three followers. So it's just going to be me, you, and like three other people. Like, nobody. <laughs> okay, we're going to work it out. I love it. I love it. In today's economy, many are sitting with heavy questions about their careers, finances, and work-life balance. Maybe you're wondering if working two jobs is worth your valuable time and energy, or how to be more available to yourself and your family, or if now is the right time to make that career transition, career advancement, or jump into entrepreneurship. Hi, my name is Tara Hayslip. I'm the CEO of Grounded Energy 111, international best-selling author and spiritual career mentor. I help entrepreneur women and corporate career women create soul-aligned careers around their lifestyles. If you are or have been feeling like you want to do more with your career by making that change, 
advancement, or start your own business, I invite you to my free monthly workshop, the Be A Boss Workshop, where you'll meet other women going through similar career transitions and experience an interactive group coaching workshop. For more information, follow me on Instagram at grounded underscore energy 111. Join the grounded community through my link tree and my Instagram bio. Check things out on my website at www.groundedenergy111.com or email me at tara at groundedenergy111.com. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for listening to our show today. If there was any part that you liked, please feel free to drop us a voice message. Next week, we'll be talking to Crunch and Johnny, an international travel coach and content copywriter that specializes in the growth of companies by helping them develop the environment of inclusion and cultural awareness. Also, please do not forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media platforms. Until next time, peace. IRS notices can be intimidating, but waiting to act could cost you your valuable taxpayer rights. Don't try to handle the IRS alone. These agents are trained to track you into agreements designed to collect as much money as possible. Don't pay thousands of dollars to a marketing company claiming to be a tax resolution firm. Get behind the shield. The enrolled agents at Elite Eight Tax and Financial Services are experts at tax resolution, protecting taxpayers' rights, and are federally licensed to represent taxpayers before the IRS. Elite Eight Tax and Financial Services has the knowledge, skill, and experience to assist you with audit representation, liens, levies, offers and compromise, innocent spouse relief, wage garnishment, back taxes, and more. Don't lose sleep, time, or your rights as a taxpayer. Make your appointment today at EliteAidFinancial.com to schedule a consultation and get the IRS off your back. Get behind the shield.